He sends his word and melts the snow. The fields no longer mourn. He calls the warmer gales to blow and bids the spring return. From the Sacred Harp, 1785. Hello, everyone. I'm Rob McCall. This is the Awanajo Almanac, devoted to feeling at home in nature and breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation. This almanac is for March 30th to April 6th, 2018, and it's the full sap moon. And here are some natural events. As the earth breaks the bonds of winter and the songbirds return, we can see the first signs of spring with our eyes. But it may be a while longer before our bodies shake off the lethargy of the long, cold months. And this is when we start talking about spring tonics and other ways to jumpstart our systems. I remember one old-timer who grew up on Long Island in Blue Hill Bay, far from any pharmacy or patent medicine, telling me that on the first day of spring, her father would drop a handful of nails into a bucket of water. When the water turned orange, everyone in the family would drink a dipper a day. Now, how's that for a spring tonic? Field and Forest Report. We have yet to see the more showy first flowers of spring, snowdrops, daffodils, and the like around here, but there is one flower coming into bloom here all along the chilly coast this week. Okay, all you amateur naturalists, what native flower is in bloom right now? Time's up. It's the Pussy Willow. Salix discolor, those familiar and endearing silky gray tufts lined up along dark glossy twigs are the blossoms of this water-loving shrub, as will become more clear soon when these soft catkins turn yellow with pollen. The numerous other trees such as aspen, alder, birch, and hazel also put forth catkins. When it's still too cold for bees and butterflies to pollinate, they bloom bravely anyway and cast their fate to the winds. Here's a saltwater report. Things are looking a little uncertain for the lobster fisheries as the 2018 season begins. First, after increasing catches for several years, catches were down in 2017 and so were prices. Next, the waters of the Gulf of Maine are warming, and that is sending the big bugs farther north, where the waters are colder, meaning Canadian waters. Third, regulators are worried about the Atlantic right whale teetering on the edge of extinction, with no new calves sighted yet this year. They're talking about more changes in fishing gear and new exclusion zones. So yes, things are looking a little uncertain. So next time you get the chance, hug a lobsterman. And here's a rank opinion. As a gun owner, it's plain to me that guns are a sensitive subject for Americans. But if we're going to stay strong as a nation, we have to talk about these things. 
Even the most ardent advocate of gun rights will acknowledge that the right to bear arms is not unlimited. There are already limits on guns where and when they can and cannot be used, who can and cannot use them. We already have that much gun control, so we can agree on that. And I think it's fair to say that we can also all agree that we must stop these horrible massacres of innocents going about their daily lives. So there you have two major principles that we can agree on. But how to get from principles to particulars together? Can we expect the government to effectively control every gun in the country? No, very unlikely for an enormous unwieldy bureaucracy with a huge built-in error factor. On the other hand, can we all be allowed to openly carry assault rifles for self-defense or against a tyrannical government? Now remember, this is a government with satellite-targeted drones and pinpoint rockets paid for with our tax dollars that can strike just about anyone armed or unarmed on the face of the earth. No, there are far better ways to keep America free like putting legal limits on government use of force, both against its own citizens and abroad. Yes, guns are a sensitive topic, but there are some goals that we can all share, and we'll get there by building on our agreements, not endlessly fighting about our disagreements. And finally, a couple of seed pods for you to carry around with you. The first from Evelyn Beatrice Hall in 1906. I disapprove of what you say, but I will defend to the death your right to say it. And from the American writer Harriet Ann Jacobs, 1813 to 1897. The beautiful spring came, and when nature resumes her loveliness, the human soul is apt to revive, too. Well, that's the almanac for this quarter moon, but don't take it from me. Go out and see for yourself. <laughs>